Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Chris shares don't sweat wisdom to help you achieve greater mental health, self-compassion, and better communication with family, friends, and coworkers. Listen in and learn simple ways to live your most vibrant life of joy. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. This is Christine Carlson. Before we begin with our interview today for our Stories of Reinvention series, let's go ahead and take a golden pause. So wherever you are, sit comfortably. And if you're doing an activity, just use this as a deep breathing exercise to get really present in your breath and in your body. But if you can, sit down, sit comfortably, and close your eyes. Place your palms open on your lap and just begin to breathe with me. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, taking in the fullness of that breath. And on the exhale, just release and let go of any tension you feel. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, allow yourself to relax. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, let go, release, and receive. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, relax, release, let go. And breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being, place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. And as you tune into that golden gratitude, fill your heart, fill your mind, fill your entire body with pure golden gratitude. Exhale release, and let go. And breathing in again, pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, relax, release, let go. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being. On the exhale, allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, through your heart, through your mind, through your core. On the exhale, allow yourself to sink in a little bit deeper. And breathing in pure golden gratitude, filling your whole body with pure golden gratitude, On the exhale, allow it to wash over you again like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And taking one last deep breath in of pure golden gratitude, on the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Well, I'm so excited to share this wonderful woman with you today. She is um, what I would call a favorite of my um, retreat goers, and she's just a really, really um, special person. And 
I invited her on the podcast today because she is one of the people that I know that is in a process of reinvention right now. And I think that's really important for all of you. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But I want you to meet um, Lisa Blackwell. She's a registered dietitian and foodie. She takes healthy eating and nutrition focus and adapts it to women's existing lifestyle while advocating a simple life approach. Lisa genuinely cares about the women she works with and helps them find the solutions to their kitchen struggles, which are keeping them from a happy and simplified home food routine. But she didn't, didn't start out that way. Lisa received her degree in food and nutrition from Ryerson University in Toronto and became a registered dietitian after completing a dietetic internship at Grand River Hospital in Kitchener, Ontario. Initially, she worked in an outpatient hospital, setting up assisting patients, or sorry, setting assisting patients and their families with chronic disease, kidney disease, and diabetes. It wasn't long before she found herself working with clients in private practice in a clinic setting, always looking for the right fit in her job. So Lisa is now the founder of Simplicity in the Kitchen, an online program where she does kitchen setup, nutrition info, and cooking routines. So we're going to talk with Lisa today about really how she went from this, you know, more of a kind of corporate job, like of being a registered dietitian, working within a corporate setting, and then going to her private practice. And now what she's doing online to help women simplify their kitchen life and to take the overwhelm out of preparing dinner and so forth. So Lisa, welcome. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be here. Yeah. So Lisa, let's, let's start out. You know, when I met you, um, you came to a what now retreat and you'd done the what now program. Tell me about how you found me. I'm, I'm, I can't remember the story of how you found me. So it's quite a simple yet interesting um, process in the sense that I was looking for something. I knew I needed something else. And I came across the podcast, which must have been linked somehow from the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And I thought, I'm going to take a listen. And right away, um, I was hooked. So your podcast just really brought me in. It supported and advocated what I'd been wanting to do, which was to take that extra time to grow me and figure out me. And that's how it all started. I love that. And I remember it was so cute. Your husband came out and <laughs> you guys drove up that windy coast road and you showed up and he dropped you off. And, and then he went and did his own thing for a few days. And then he came back and picked you up and, and you had a little adventure after that. And I loved that so much because it, you know, it, it was wonderful because it showed like what I felt about your husband too, is he's always been so supportive of you. Like he really is like, you guys are a great couple. You're, you know, you've been married, um, quite, how many years have you been married? I think it's 30 next year. <laughs> she says she thinks, I think that's a really good sign. Don't y'all think that's a good sign that she doesn't really know. I mean, usually people go, Oh my God, it's been 26 years and five months and four, four weeks and three days and two, you know, no, that's awesome. That's an awesome sign that you don't even know what anniversary is coming upon you. And I think that's the sign of a really, truly happy marriage, you know, and a happy marriage isn't one that doesn't go through ups and downs and squeaks and turns and twists and turns. A happy marriage is one that survives it all. 
Absolutely. (laughs) And, And to be honest, coming and making the decision was the biggest leap. So for anybody out there who's questioning and thinking about, is this right? Is this the thing for me? I'm not sure. Too many unknowns. I took the risk to go from Canada to come to California all by myself, more or less. My husband just dropped me and I went off with people who I thought potentially were strangers, but who turned into great, great friends that I'll have forever. So I'm so appreciative that I had support to do that and to leave here and come from Canada. But I'm also so glad that I took that risk because the payback was and continues to be just phenomenal. Well, Lisa, then you came back and you came back to the, I think it might've been two what now retreats later. Um, because what, tell us what happened. What, what, what made you feel like you needed to come back and wanted to come back? And that it kind of set you, I believe that that's when you kind of set in motion with a, with a reinvention, another reinvention that you've gone through. So grief and loss makes us make big decisions. So that was on the back end for me with having lost my mom. But I knew I was also at the age and stage of life where I wanted to do something that was going to help me figure myself out and grow. And I remember coming to your first uh, retreat, Chris, where you said to me, what is it? What's the one thing that you want when you leave here? And I still remember this. And I thought to myself, you know what I want? I want to be mindful. I want to be present. I want to be doing and experiencing what's happening in the moment. Not what I think I need to do next week, next month, and taking care of everybody else. And that's exactly what got me hooked. And I remember people I didn't know telling me, oh my gosh, once you come to one of these, you are going to definitely want to come to more. And that's kind of what started. But I thought, I need to figure this out myself. But it happened so quickly, and there was still so much to learn in, in about myself. So that's what was rewarding for me, being able to come back. There's always so many things to continue to learn. And every time we turn around, we have a change in our life scenarios. We have something good, something bad. So to then reconfigure, and as you say, reinvent and figure out who you are, it's, it's not the same. It'll never be the same. Every retreat will be different. Yeah, ever since I did the What Now program, I, I'm when I'm watching movies or I'm watching the news, you always hear people say, "What now? What now?" You know, and and it's like I love what now versus what next, because what's next comes after what's what's happening in the present moment, and I I feel like really being present is the key to unlocking all your creativity and unlocking flow. And also there is a function of taking risks and getting out of your comfort zone and being able to um, move in a direction, even if it doesn't work out or it looks like failure. You know, I can't even tell you how many times in my business I have done something. And even the What Now program, I mean, it's been very successful as far as like the retreat business goes. But even the What Now program, it's hard to get people to take a deep dive into themselves and do the work, you know. And I find that that has been the trickiest thing because, you know, of course, I created the program. So I think it's a very in-depth program. But it's very doable. And I think that when you do it, you get so much out of it. Like you really do um, learn and become so much more self-aware and become, um, you know, be being able to identify what it is you value and then with integrity, aligning your actions with what you value. And I just love that so much about you, Lisa, because you are a woman 
that really does align with your integrity and you do align with your values. And I think, isn't that at the cornerstone of what has prompted this new change in your career, this new change in career direction for you? Absolutely. So there was a time when I continued down the path of what I believed I was supposed to do next, what I thought other people wanted of me and what you know, the universe or society kind of feels is your next move. But then I reached a stage or an age or an experience in my life where I just couldn't do that anymore. And, it, and especially during this last year of isolation, it's really kind of pushed me to listen to my body, to my mind, to my soul. And all of it just emphasizes what you just said in the, in the sense that I am almost paralyzed now to do actions if they are not congruent with my values. It's not a choice. It's not, do I have a say? I just cannot. And I can't put my heart and soul and passion into it either. Well, I, I love that. And I think that's because we get to this place, you know, and are you, are you 50 yet? Just past. Yeah. yeah in the fifties yeah. now. All right. You're in your fifties now. Yeah. When you hit like your fifties, something happens where, you know, it's like we have our health and still luckily, um, if you, you know, fortunate enough to have your health and you're still very vibrant and it's great because your kids are kind of like, they're not little anymore. They're not draining all your energy. (laughs) You know, you're, you have time and you have time to figure these things out and, and yet it's still, you know, it really still takes like that being able to sit with and really, really ask yourself that deeper question. What is it that you really want? And and did you ever get to the point in when you really were able to define your life purpose, like in that overarching umbrella statement? Well, it's interesting you you say that, Chris, because what I think of when we're talking about this in general is that I wonder if I go back, how did I move from being in such a clinical setting in a hospital to want to be in private practice? Because I thought when I started, that's what my ideal job, working in a hospital, dealing with patients, but I soon learned it didn't involve relationships and it didn't allow for connections because people are in and out. And when they're in, they're usually not well. So that's what bumped me to an outpatient program and eventually into working for myself, where I could see that when I was helping patients in hospital, I would see them and then they disappear. And I could never see what I was helping them and teaching them being put into place. So that bothered me, I guess. I felt I wasn't being fulfilled. I wasn't meeting my purpose in life. So then if I look and fast forward to now, having created an online program, it focused on the home specifically because that's what most women and men are dealing with every day. It's the hub of our home is the kitchen center. And so for me, I recall the day sitting and thinking, I wanted to get together with some girlfriends And the usual excuse was, I can't make it because I got to take care of this. I got to take care of that. And then we dug a little deeper and it was like, well, I don't have these things at home in order. Oh my gosh. And mealtime is like overwhelming. And so I thought, well, there's a need and that's something I can help. And I'd have girlfriends come over and say, oh my gosh, your place is so organized. Oh my gosh. And you know, you've got the nutrition background. So I thought, why don't I put this together put it into an online program. And then that way, my giving back was being able to create the program that ran on its own, but be able to be with these people and coach them, mentor them, speak with them 
connect with them because that's the big missing piece in all of our drudgery of the everyday task. So for me, my purpose really stems from that piece of connecting with whether it's women or men. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And boy, and if you're listening, you know, I can't even think of a better time in life right now with all of us still spending so much time at home with the COVID pandemic and, you know, is to organize your kitchen and to get it really get yourself in a place where, I mean, we've all been cooking from home. So I, I'm sure that, you know, I mean, this is absolutely a really just fabulous time for people to find you. Um, and, and you're operating within Facebook right now. Is that right? I've got a Facebook um, business page, a group page for people who have actually been following me for nutrition tips and kitchen basics, as well as an Instagram account. And I've just started a YouTube account for creating because I have so many videos. And I, I know, I don't know about you, Chris, but when I'm online, it's like you don't even remember sometimes I think where you get things from information wise. There's so much information we're being inundated with. So I thought if I throw that onto a YouTube channel, at least it kind of sequences through and it's easier to find and follow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, when I was, we, you know, just for all of our listeners, like Lisa and I talked a little bit about where she was at in her reinvention and with her business and offering it online. And I have a couple of suggestions, you know, and, and I think our listeners might find this really um, interesting too, because a lot of people, of course, are turning toward the online world right now with um, an entrepreneurship because everybody is online right now. So, um, so here's, here's when I, when I talked to you, I thought about it a lot, Lisa, um, in, in, I'm sure you already know this, but this will be more for our listeners than for you. If you hang with me, um, (laughs) one of the things I've seen, um, people do over the years is very tempting. It's like, it's almost a little bit about putting the cart before the horse. It's like you, you, you get very inspired. You create, you create something online, you create a course, you create whatever. It could be a product you're excited to sell. It could be a store you put up online and then you put it up and then um, you're surprised because nobody shows up, right? Like, it's just like, that's all of us. (laughs) Nobody shows up. And And the way it's putting the cart before the horse, um, and again, I just want to reiterate, Lisa, you already probably know this, and especially with your experience and stuff. And believe me, I've done this before. That's how I know it. But, you know, you got to be able to um, build your tribe and drive traffic to what it is you're doing. And so really, if you're listening to this, um, doing the online presencing piece before you launch your course is really what you have to do. Got to build that following. And how do you do that? You know, they call it free content marketing, you know, so you're building relationship like Lisa, you know, you're building connection. So you, you really literally find your people based upon the content that you put out there. I mean, you heard Lisa say she was looking for something when she found me, she was looking for something that would connect her to herself and to, you know, help her with her personal growth. And she found my podcast and I can't tell you how many people find me through my podcast because podcast is very intimate. It's free. You know, it's, it's constant, it's consistent. And then people, you know, come back again and again, and they like what they hear. They, you know, it, it fills, fills, gives them some feeling that they're looking for. And so this is really the the crux of any online business, whether you're 
writing a book, whether you're, you know, putting an online course together, the crux of any online business is you've got to find your tribe by putting out consistent content and then having a way to, you know, relate with them. So that's why Facebook works really well. If you're not ready to launch a website or something like that, you can do it within Facebook groups. Um, I think that you can even run courses in Facebook now. And, you know, there's like a whole, you know, there's a whole place within Facebook to do all of this if you want to, if you don't want to go have like a whole website. But I love Lisa, like, I think for you, you have a great idea and a great, um, well, first of all, I just want to say, I've ca- sometimes I stumble across some of your really wonderful videos. And I like, I, I remember there's one specific one that really caught me. It was the one where you were washing the berries and you showed how not to make them soggy. And I thought, I, can, I need to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a little tip, you know, but it really caught me because I'm like, oh my God, look at what she's doing. This is so brilliant that she knows how to do this. And it's, you know, she is very meticulous in, in her videos and, and you're really engaging too, Lisa. You're doing a great job with your content. Um, yeah. So I would just say, you know, as far as doing, I think you, you're now hitting it. Like you're, you know, build your tribe, have a way to gather those people together um, eventually relaunch your website so that you can gather them in do a blog, like definitely do a blog, you know, like write a blog of your healthy kitchen tips along with your videos. And it all kind of cross pollinates each other, you know, and one of the things I've started doing with my content marketing is um, like, like, for example, with this what now program, you know, I'm, I really want people to know about the what now program, because we're living in a time of reinvention, everyone's reinventing right now. So what I've started to do is I've started to take my content, like I wrote a blog and it was the three R's of reinvention or of 2021. And so I started to build my content off of those three R's and sort of like, you know, kind of nursing people along, warming them up, you know, warming them up before you do a big launch or anything like that. Before you ask them to do something or buy something, you want to really warm, warm people up. And so Hey, everybody, I'm warming you up right now. You're going to have to go to the what now link and click on it. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Chris, the other part that I want to add that you may not be as aware because you're the one running it. So as somebody who's attended and found such value is you provide such a safe and comfortable setting. And that specifically is extra, extra important because I can guarantee you that um, there are many women that are out there that just dread the confrontation, the dialogue of being open and, and speaking with people. And even if they dread it going in, you do it in such a comfortable fashion that everybody slightly warms up and does their own way of warming themselves into it. And without that, you would lose people. So you're obviously doing something extremely great with them. Well, I think I kind of go in through the back door. What she's speaking of is um, the What Now Retreat, which is if once you finish the program, you qualify to come on retreat with me. One of the powerful things about the What Now Retreat is that every woman there has gone through the What Now program. And so because it's such a deep dive into personal growth, you get these amazing women who are all connected to themselves already because they've gone through the course 
And then we get together and isn't it weird, Lisa, like you meet for the first time, it feels like, you know, these women, because they're really truly a reflection of you. Like they become, because they're the same kind of woman. And, and see, this is what I mean about gathering your tribe. I have like the most amazing women come on my retreats, don't I? I mean, they're all amazing and they're all open and just kind and generous and, you know, just very sweet. I've never had any angsty women on my retreats. Like it's crazy. I go all over the world. Like our last retreat was in Bali and whoa. And then Lisa and Mary Kay and (laughs) Debbie and I, we went traveling afterwards and it was a blast like oh my god did we have a blast on that second leg of our trip and my cousin nancy we had such a blast on that that second leg of our trip but the retreat was so special and um you know thanks for bringing that up lisa because you know it can be really intimidating and you know there's always that moment when you first arrive where you're a little bit scared and then as soon as you get there, you know, I feel like everybody just relaxes because everybody's such a, you know, such a kind and open-hearted person. So, and I do, I do try to really, um, it is my goal to create a very safe container because what I really, really want is for that weekend to be a transformational experience for every woman there. And I'm, I'm very tuned in to what each woman is um, needing um, to receive during those retreats. It's just, it's kind of like, you know, it's one of my, one of my gifts, you know, is to just hold space, to create the container and then to bring into the container what's called for. And like you can attest to the fact they're kind of all sort of different. They have some of the same activities, but they're different each time because I really don't pre-plan very much. I know what I'm going to be doing, but I kind of allow the group and the energy of the group to call forward what needs to be there. And you're right. I mean, we do some pretty crazy stuff at our retreats as far as some internal work, but everyone does it. And they all, everyone comes out just so excited about their lives afterwards, you know, just really, you know, ready to go home and be in their lives in a, in a much more holistic way. So Lisa, you have been such a joy. I am so excited to see how your business grows and how you continue to reinvent your life. And I think, you know, just what I admire so much about you is this commitment that you have toward creating from what you value. And I I really want to highlight that for people that if you can stick with that one idea, even to constantly know what it is you value and create from that place, you're always going to be on track. You're never going to be off track. Now, that doesn't mean everything's just going to happen overnight. It doesn't. You know, business and especially reinventing careers, it can take some time. It really can. It can take, you know, it can take a couple of years and and that's any business. So, but the process of it is really more important than the destination that you're constantly tuning into. What are you passionate about? Does it fulfill your purpose? And, you know, even though being an entrepreneur can be kind of scary and it's not set and it's, it's always a reinvention, actually, <laughs> like talk about every, every, every day as an entrepreneur, you're like, what, what now? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> the other piece to that, Chris, that I think is so important. And we've mentioned this before you and I in chatting was the, the resilience of being able to pivot. And I mean, it's something that I 
did not start that way, but I have become what I refer to as a change agent. So I take on change with a happy, graceful gratitude versus, oh my gosh, it's not what I know and run away. So being able to pivot and being open to change are two great things to kind of keep us on the straight and narrow. I love that. And, and um, that is so true that being able to pivot in your business or in any direction, in your relationships, pivoting in life is so important. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I had the same thing at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, I had to, um, I had all these, I had retreats planned and I had to pivot into a different part of my business. And that was my book doulas program because I, 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 you know, it, it was just what I needed to do, but it was a, it was really a wonderful thing because it gave my partner and I, Deborah Evans, a chance to really grow the book doulas program because my attention wasn't so scattered and divided planning retreats. So, you know, I love that, Lisa. Thank you for bringing that up. And I just want to thank you for being on the podcast today. It's been a joy. Can't wait to see where you go next. And I can't wait to see you on the next retreat. <laughs> Looking forward to it. And thanks for having me on, Chris. Have a great day. All right. You too. Thanks everyone for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff. This is Christine Carlson. Come back again. See ya. Christine Carlson invites you to rediscover who you are now. Find a sense of renewed purpose and reveal your most vibrant self by joining her popular What Now program. Whether you're a new empty nester, transitioning in your career, recently heartbroken or divorced, undergoing the body and hormone changes of midlife, or just feeling void of everyday passion, it's easy to feel stuck and disengaged. This is why Christine created a six-week mentorship program just for you. The What Now course offering will lead you through the waves of change and transition to get you unstuck from the mundane of daily life, making it easier for you to find passion and ease. Each week's lesson is offered as an online audio teaching, so you can listen anytime and anywhere. Each teaching is accompanied by an in-depth workbook to make the learning deep, profound, and enjoyable as you embark on a new chapter in your journey. There's no better way to take your what now and use it to awaken your most vibrant life of joy. Register today at christinecarlson.com forward slash vibrant life.